host, Sunday Lauren, and this is So Real Sundays, a podcast dedicated to truth. The truth that you are an infinite, immortal, eternal being, and you were never meant to be a corporate slave. The truth that all drug companies and conventional medicine don't want you to know, which is that you can heal yourself, quite literally. And the truth that we are all interconnected like tiny hairs on the arm of the universe. So what are we fighting about again? Stay tuned as we explore truth through freedom, healing, and unity, because it's so real on Sundays. So I woke up this morning to a really intense memory from childhood where my daddy stood me up. He was supposed to come pick me up. I I don't remember exactly because it happens so often, but he was supposed to pick me up and he didn't. And I broke down crying. And my brother was way older than me. He's about 13 years older than me. And I just remember him grabbing me by my shoulders and saying, forget that dude, Doobie, you don't need him. And wiping my tears away, like, stop crying. And this memory was really important because I realized that it formed like some of my core belief systems that were not true, but I didn't know it at the time. And one of those core belief systems was if my daddy didn't love me, no one else could. This belief I was going to carry along with me shaped my entire life, shaped every relationship, male, female, friendship or otherwise that would come. And it was rooted in deep abandonment issues and rejection. When I left Cleveland, I was about nine. I wouldn't see my father again until I was 17. And in that in that time frame, I would only have one interaction with him, which would be a letter, a birthday card. I think I was maybe 12 or 13 that he sent, spelling my name wrong, spelling my name L-O-R-E-N. And I remember looking at this card and just all the childhood abandonment rejection issues that I had buried down coming up in a ball of rage and just feeling infuriated and upset because once again here I was basically being abandoned like how could how could my own father not spell my name right like at that time the two belief systems that I was carrying with me subconsciously that I didn't even know but they were definitely there was one, all men weren't weren't shit, basically, and two, that if my daddy didn't love me, no one else could. Those were the two things that shaped the next 25 plus 30 years of my life. And at the time, I didn't know those things. I just thought, okay, well, he, do- he doesn't want me, so I'm gonna just keep it pushing. I couldn't see that this core belief system was shaping every single relationship I'd ever been in. What was happening? Well, in every relationship after that, I realized in looking backwards that I would just give and give and give. I had no boundaries. I was constantly giving 100% of myself to every friendship, every relationship. So My friends could expect to have 100% access to me all the time. I had a really close friend in high school who drained me, who absolutely drained me with a lot of toxicity. But because of my core belief systems from childhood, I was so terrified of being abandoned by anyone, by everyone, or rejected that I put up with anything and everything. You could pretty much say and do whatever you wanted to do to me and I would still be there. 
I even have a, had a friend in high school who, when I was away with co- at college, slept with my boyfriend. Then when I came back, I was still talking to her. This was rooted in my abandonment and my rejection because I was so afraid to set up any boundaries because the one person that was supposed to love me, well, one of the people that was supposed to love me just dipped so effortlessly, so easily. And little did I know at the time that this was really uh, a byproduct of my lack of worthiness. I didn't know that, I didn't even know what worthiness was, to be honest with you. And I, I definitely wouldn't have told it, wouldn't have thought that I didn't have, that I had a worthy, worthiness issue. You wouldn't have been able to tell me that. I wasn't even. I just would have thought that my self-esteem was better, but that was me not really knowing myself because I was engaging in all these other things to get away from the abandonment and the rejection and, and little doobie inside of me was just being suppressed. My little person, little doobie, that's her name. <laughs> and my child self, her name was doobie. That's That was my nickname as a child. So internally, I suffered from a deep-rooted lack of worthiness, and it all stemmed from abandonment and rejection. And so maybe that's you. Maybe you realize that you're, you're spreading yourself too thin or that you also had zero boundaries or don't have any at all. Maybe you're wondering what that could be. Well, I guess I woke up to tell you that it's probably a worthiness issue, friend, and I'm pretty familiar with that. I've actually spent the last three years of my life actively unraveling my childhood traumas. And I'm going to share some things that I've learned along the way that may help you too. So number one, perspective change. So I used to think as a child that the reason he left me was because he didn't love me, was because I wasn't good enough. He had a whole nother family and he just didn't care about me. I was the outside kid. I now realize that the reason he left was because he was too much of a coward to face my mother. He was too afraid to attempt to do the work required to maintain a relationship with me because he didn't want to face her. And in his own dysfunction, he tossed me to the wayside. That's on him. That in no way, shape, or form had any reflection on me or my worth. And I realize that now. Now, I'm going to be real with y'all. When I did get the chance to speak to him about this several years later, he denied several things. First, he denied how long it had been. And then he denied that he wasn't there saying saying in his own defense that because he paid child support, he actually supported me. Of course, this infuriated me. He continued to gaslight me and spew his toxic lack of responsibility BS at me. Again, these things are reflections of him, not me. So... My number two advice would be if you get a chance to confront those who have abandoned or rejected you and they don't respond the way that you hoped, don't be discouraged because that is not a reflection of you. That's a reflection of them and their lack of healing. It reflects on their inability to face their own shadows and own up to the mess of things that they've done. That's their choice. You don't have to listen to their toxic BS and you don't have to acknowledge that toxicity. In my case, my father and I would get another chance much later on in life to confront those issues. Now, I was blessed to be able to confront him face to face in real life. Some of you, if not a lot of you, may may not be able to do that. The people who hurt or abandoned you might have already passed on or they might be too emotionally abusive or unavailable to even confront. And that's okay. 
What you need to know is the veil between this life and the next life is extremely thin. And any shadow work or prayers or conversations or healing energies that you send to these people will be felt in this realm and the next realm. So don't worry about that. What's important about this is that we begin to move past this kind of trauma and recognize that it is a direct reflection on our worthiness. So how do we go about healing these past traumas and begin to build up our worthiness? Well, number one, I have a few tips. So number one, I recommend writing a letter. Write a letter to the person who hurt you. Write everything that you've ever wanted to say but couldn't. Then write a second letter. Write this second letter to the version of yourself who was hurt from the version of yourself who you are today. I've done both of these things and I can tell you that the healing that comes from it is tremendous. The release is felt throughout all layers of your being, your, your past selves, your future selves, and your present selves will all thank you for doing just these two things. Some things that I've done with these letters is I've, I've burned them. I recommend burning them to release them into the universe. Or if you feel bold enough, you can, you can mail them. That's a risky move for a lot of reasons. Again, especially when you're dealing with toxic people, the way it's received or not received may affect you. So in my case, I, I burned them and I felt significantly better. My next tip, number two, would be to read. Grab some books. I highly recommend a book by Louise Hay called You Can Heal Your Life, where she talks about childhood traumas and how to unravel the negative thought patterns uh, connected to those with affirmations. Very great book. I also recommend Daring Greatly by Dr. Brené, Brené Brown, which was a really great book. Totally taught me to see different perspectives and recognize other viewpoints that I had I wouldn't have ever thought of otherwise so I highly recommend those two books just to start the number three thing you can do would be affirmations which support your daily self-love so when I started affirmations I felt super silly of course as I believe a lot of people do because we're so used to the negative programming that is in our culture and in our minds just in us from childhood so as I began to say things in the mirror, like, I love myself and you're beautiful, I felt silly. But over time, it just became second nature in my mind and I started to feel better. It takes time, so you have to stick with this one, but I highly recommend affirmation. My next one, number four, subliminals. So you can search on YouTube for subliminals, like sleep subliminals for self-love and worthiness. I've only been doing them for uh, a couple days now, and I'm already really feeling a difference in terms of my confidence because confidence is still something I really struggle with and self-love. That's why this project has taken so long, I'm, but I'm really proud of myself and I can only, I only have myself and my universe and spirit guides and everybody to thank because it has been a journey. But if you don't invest in yourself, who else will? You deserve to feel healed. You deserve to be able to sleep at night. You deserve to be able to look in the mirror and truly love the person who's looking back at you. And sometimes that means being uncomfortable. So don't count out affirmations just because they make you feel silly. If they make you feel silly, that's how you know you really need them. And then number five, my absolute favorite, journaling. Journaling has single-handedly changed 
my life. So my first interactions with journaling were when I when I was reading the book called The Artist's Way. I cannot think of the author's name right now, but I will find out that name and put it in the description, The Artist's Way. She talked about the artist pages and she would get up and do three pages of journaling every single morning. When I started doing that, oh my goodness, I started to discover the parts of me that I didn't even know were still there or that truly existed. So I highly suggest journaling. Journaling really opened me up to other sides of myself that were buried or hidden from me in my day-to-day activities. And so I highly recommend journaling. The next things I'm gonna talk about, number six, are the healing modalities. The first healing modality I wanna talk about that changed my life was Reiki. I knew in 2021, after me and my father had had our last falling out because (laughs) he rejected me again for some other reasons that we'll talk about in another podcast. And I finally put my foot down and I knew that it was time to completely walk away from the relationship. This was 2021. I had I was feeling so much toxicity from childhood, so much toxicity from my adult life, so much toxicity in general. I really felt overwhelmed with darkness and I knew without a shadow of a doubt that it was going to take more than journaling and affirmations and whatever. I knew that I needed something spiritual. I needed something I needed a miracle and it came to me intuitively that Reiki was the way. But at the time, I didn't have any money. I didn't have money to spend on Reiki. I was a single mother. I was working as a nurse at the time. This might have been actually right when COVID started. So I had just quit my job. I looked on YouTube and I found a free Reiki attunement from a wonderful lady. And it completely changed my life. I'll have to link that in the description box. I highly recommend learning Reiki and doing it on yourself, especially if you have childhood trauma. Now, some people might like to go to a practitioner. For me, that's just very expensive. I knew I was going to need Reiki like every day. I knew that intuitively for myself. If I was going to get to the root of these issues and do what I needed to do, what I needed to do for my soul, I was going to need to be able to put my hands on myself and do it myself. It really changed my life. My voice is shaky because I I just want you to understand how much Reiki changed my life. If if I could show you, if I, I hope you can feel it in my voice. Sometimes the issues that we need to heal are so deeply rooted, we don't even know how to get there. And the universe has blessed each one of us with the gift to be able to heal ourselves. So I highly suggest that you take advantage of this of this God-given, universe-given gift of Reiki. The other thing that I would suggest is barefoot grounding. I know some of you may have heard about it, but if not, I'm going to tell you a little bit. So barefoot grounding is literally taking no socks, no shoes, going out in nature, standing on the grass, in the soil, in the dirt, putting your foot in a flower pot, whatever you need to do to get your, your bare feet on soil and connecting back to our roots quite literally which is mother Gaia mother earth and as I did that I started to feel so much calmer in my day-to-day life so much calmer like I didn't know how much peace I didn't have until I started getting a piece of peace (laughs) to be honest with you so barefoot grounding is another wonderful tool that you can use the other thing is sulfa geo sounds 
Those are the natural frequencies found in the universe and in nature. You can search them on YouTube. There's a lot of beautiful Solfagia sound videos. I suggest listening to pure tones. When you do find some pure tones that you enjoy, start off listening to them in 10 minute increments. They can be very powerful. I hope that this podcast really helped you. It really helped me just to get it out, to be honest. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm grateful for you to be on the channel. Thank you so much for listening to So Real Sundays. Once again, it's so real on Sundays. As always, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Sunday, and this message was Lauren approved. Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. Follow me on YouTube or Instagram at So Real Sundays, and I'll see you next week because it's so real on Sundays.